everybody and welcome. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week so far and that it's been a good one. Cheers to everybody. Thanks everybody for joining in for happy hour. I am super excited about today's guest, um, Miss Angelina or Miss A the shop teacher. She's gonna be joining us in just a little bit and I know you guys are just gonna love her. She's a phenomenal technician. She's a shop instructor. She's seriously an electrical wizard. She's a, a goddess when it comes to doing wiring. And uh, just an all-around like phenomenal, phenomenal person. Um, so I'm really excited for her to join us. Hopefully, we'll see her here in just a little bit. I don't see anything from her quite yet. Hopefully, she'll be joining in. Um, in the meantime, somebody asked what's in the glass. Uh, this is whiskey. That is my drug of choice. Um, <laughs> hey! Yay! Did it. I, it kicked me out the first time. I was like, what the heck? Uh, so, oh, yeah. no. Technical. It, Difficult. I wanted to make you work for it. It, it. Yeah. It's about the journey. Right? Absolutely. Look at those bangs. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's hard to get used to. You know me, I'm like the backwards hat all day, every day. And it makes it very difficult. So it, it's this odd habit to break not wearing a hat. And I I feel naked without it still. It's been it's been months and months. I so. hear you. I hear you. Well, really quickly, for everybody out there who doesn't know you before we get into just our wild chit-chatting, um, tell all of our lovely viewers who you are and what you do. I am Angelina Alcantar, and I work at a Play-Doh factory. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, um, I teach automotive at Riverside City College. Um, I used to be a technician. Uh, man, I was... I worked on cars since I was, I, I started at about 15. Before that, a little bit was really more of just like sitting behind my neighbor at the time and just like being in awe of like, what, what, what is that? And what is that? And what is that? Um, my dad doesn't know much about cars. He is a musician. So he's a music man and cars, um, are none of his concern at all. So um, <laughs> I don't really come from a family of mechanics. Uh, it was so, so I was like an odd duck. I really don't know where I got it. But um, really since then, I started tinkering. I got my 98 Honda Civic, which I'm actually sitting in front of right now. I love it. Trying to spend more time with her. Uh, <laughs> and uh, broke lots of things and then got into the industry. And after... Um, probably about eight-ish years being a formal tech, I um, was uh, given a position, well, not given a position, but offered a position at, at, as an instructor. And I was like, really? Like, people are going to trust me to, like, teach them about uh, cars. And it was <laughs> really, really weird. But um, I love it. I wouldn't do anything different. I love my job. I, I love it. And I think this is the first time we've had, um, or I've had a shop instructor on happy hours. So Ooh, first time. yeah, and I love it. Cause you know, we talk all the time about the, like the tech shortage and how we need more technicians. 
but we don't often talk about the fact that we have a serious like tech instructor shortage too like there's not a lot of folks doing what you do and being willing to share their knowledge and um and put up with high school age kids and college age kids and you know like there's not a lot of people doing that so i bow down to you seriously for doing what you do i think it's absolutely amazing and i just i i have a lot of respect for all the shop instructors out there you thank know, you doing thank you it's one of those things uh, you really ought to like what you do, um, because <laughs> if you don't, the other things um, can be tough to deal with. Uh, but I, I enjoy helping the next generation of technicians. Uh, I think you talk about all the time about this industry lacking mentorship. And that I felt like was a big obstacle for me. So if I can help anybody in that same place that I was and say, hey, here's a couple of extra little tips do this, do this, don't do this. Right. And uh, just, just to help them show the ropes. It, I think even more than the information given it, the the comfort of like, Oh, I, I've got somebody on my team um, that that's going for me and, and a resource. I still have students from years ago who will message me every once in a while and say, hey, I'm working on this thing. What do you think? And uh, not even that I, you know, I, I, there are lots of people who've been working on cars for a lot longer than I have, but um, I, I help with what I know. You know, if it's something I know about, boom, I've done 10 of those. This is what you should expect. Right. Or I've never done that before, but this is what I would do. But and, try this, this, and this, yeah. Yeah, just to throw out a, a, a life preserver of some sort, because I've been there, you know, like I've been in the shop where I'm like just Googling everything because I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily... <laughs> show like, oh man, I've never done this job before, which by the way, all you young technicians out there are getting in there. Like that's it. most of your jobs coming in for the first few years. You'll be like, oh shit, I've never done this before. Totally. And you just got to figure it out. But that's half the fun. You got to be willing to ask questions and, and willing to know that you don't know. I mean, shoot, even now, I mean, you've been a technician for how long? I'm going to be 32. So, uh, seven, well, I've been working on cars for 17 years, but I started formally as a technician when I was my first job, I would have been 19 at yeah. a private repair facility. So. so you've got some years under your belt, right? I've got, I've got some years under my oh, belt. Oh yeah. Like, you've I'm got still a lot learning of years. something new every day, right? Like right. I'm still learning and there's still things that I encounter. And just like you said, having somebody that you can ask the questions and like be on your side and be a cheerleader for you because too many shops, you know, I, I see there's a lot of great mentors out there and a lot of great people who are mentoring the young kids coming up. But I also see a lot of older techs who are like, I don't want to share my secrets with you. I worked way too hard to learn that stuff to teach some young punk, right? Like that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much I, I can't even tell you it bothers me when people are like that and I see it and I'm like man you are a real punk like yeah. all right come over here kid let me let me let me show you <laughs> let me show you what's up because that that you don't want that person's information anyway no because <laughs> we all started somewhere come on right <laughs> so I have so many things that I want to ask you and catch up with you on because it's been a long time but God, how, how has teaching been during this 
pandemic? Like, what's that been like for you? So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need another drink? <laughs> uh, on that. <laughs> so, sorry, I had to take a big one there. That's um, okay. <laughs> it has been incredibly challenging. Um, not that teaching wasn't already a challenge at least sure. I don't know for me uh, I'm a I'm a perfectionist I think like many of us are yeah. and so every semester I don't go any semester without overlooking every single PowerPoint I go over even though it's like man I've taught this same thing over and over and over and over and I I uh, started I'm in for testing I've, I've been teaching for about six years. Wow, that's weird. Um, <laughs> starting at the high school. And there are some things that I'm continuing to teach since then, but things have changed. This industry and the reason why I like it so much is because you're never caught up. When you think you're caught up, you're doing it wrong because you're, you, you, you've got a false sense of confidence is what you got because Here's nothing yes. is never, this industry never stops growing. And so Every time I do a presentation on lubrication systems or every time I do a presentation on fuel injection, there is some extra piece of information that needs to be added in or edited and, and stuff like that. So I spend a lot of time prepping for my classes regularly. This has quadrupled the amount of work um, and in good and bad ways. Uh, I... I have always wanted to do YouTube videos for students that couldn't make it to class that day or just people out there who maybe don't li live in the same state as me and, and, you know, is not able to attend the program or whatnot. If there's these little tidbits of information, I I'd like to throw it out there. Um, and I love how on YouTube, there's so many different videos of the same thing. So you can get so many different perspectives and all of us learn in different ways you might explain something to me and I'll get it, uh, but the next person might not, or I might not understand what the hell you're talking about, but the next totally. person explains the same thing and it's exact, it, it makes total sense. So, um, I've always wanted to do some YouTube videos. <laughs> bless you. And Jesus. bless you. That's your last one. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to do videos and I never got the chance and this sort of forced me to. So that yeah. was a really cool thing. But um, all you YouTubers out there, I have, I already had so much respect for you, <laughs> like, but so much even more, like it's oh, so God. hard to put together videos. And I thought like, okay, I'm just going to walk on camera and do it. Like I do my class. Like, why is that any different? I'll just pretend like there's students there. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that at all. Um, so I'm, I, there's so many things that I've learned, just, you know, little things in videos, uh, are so irritating, but when you're in lecture, you don't notice because it's real life. But, you know, if I do like this, like every five minutes, you're going to notice if you're watching a video of me. So I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Now you're editing your own videos too. Yeah. I've only just start like, so if anybody's watched any of the videos, the beginning, if you haven't, the beginning ones, I warn you, they are really bad because I didn't I edit that. anything at all. It was just, you got it all. You got all this, 
the sneezing fits. You got all like, <laughs> oh, I thought my throat is dry. I need to get something to drink. What you know, and just like we were in class with you. Re- <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the experience. No, um, but the last few videos I was able to edit successfully, in my opinion, in my on my standard. But I really give a shout out to guys like, like the science garage guys, the way they provide their vi- visuals and everything like I, that is on a whole nother level of goals. One day, one day, I need to take some I video editing classes. <laughs> but um, next semester, we're supposed to go hybrid. So um, okay. sorry, I feel like I'm doing all the talking, but no, 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 please. That's, that's how um, this works. This has been so nerve wracking for me because uh, a lot of the schools, and if you guys are watching your teachers and you're dealing with the same thing, let me know what your schools are doing. Our school right now is, uh, right now we're supposed to be going back hybrid in the fall for most of our lab classes, because they fought for online only breaks classes, engine classes, tune-up classes, and the CTE instructors, all of us fought, to pretty much say, look, that's not what you want. You think you want that, but you don't want that. Um, And really, what are you trying to save? You know, are you trying to save the money? Are you trying, are you trying to just get students in the class? Are you trying to provide a quality product that is going to benefit our students and really help them get jobs? Because nobody really wants to have a student who took a brakes class do the brakes on their car right? Especially you're the first one. Like, nobody wants that. Um, So we had to sort of break (laughs) it down in that way. And so they're like, oh, okay, I guess you got a point. And they gave us uh, a hybrid alternative for an online lecture in an in-person lab. So we'll see how that works. We'll see how that works. It's definitely a lot better than an online option. Um, So I'm excited. It may work for an English class or a history class to be online only, but to do, it's a hands-on skill. (laughs) Inherently is hands-on. Exactly. And not just that, but the students who fall in the categories of CTE, like automotive, welding, HVAC, we are good at these things because of the way we learn and the way we learn is with our hands. So even if you could watch YouTube videos, most of the CTE learners don't learn that way. So uh, it, it's, it's, I'm happy that they decided to go that route. Now it'll be interesting for a lecture because, um, and this is just me personally, I've got ADD pretty bad. Um, I'm, well, you know me. It's like talking to a golden retriever, like, oh, squirrel, what else? What's oh, going on? No, but you say that about yourself, but that is not true. This woman <laughs> may say that she's like, oh, shiny. And yes, we all have those moments, but I have never seen such intense focus and such intense concentration as coming from this woman when she was wiring up an engine. <laughs> like, oh, it's you. just amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It makes me feel good to hear that. Thank you. Because um, I can be a squirrel sometimes. But, um, so, but, but from that learning perspective, I got to sit in front of the class. If I sit in the back of the class, I will squirrel. Like I'll zone out, I'll start drawing. I'll be paying attention to whoever's doing. And that's me as an adult, you know, I can only imagine teenagers or younger folks. Um, so an online lecture, as much as right now, I know we're all really just trying to get through this. I, 
I am, it scares me to hear people say like, this is the future. And I'm like, uh, well, hold on. It's right now. And I get that. Yeah. But I don't know that that's really for the greater good for this industry in education. No. Um, but that's, I don't that's know that just it's for me. the greater good in any industry with education. Like, I, I think there's something so much to the, the interaction that needs to be had for students. But that's a that's a whole other story. But particularly, oh, yeah. you're right, like particularly for the trades, it's it's got to be hands on. I mean, eventually they have to transition from book smarts to hand smarts and being able to how do I physically take this thing apart and put it back together again? And that's something you can't, you can't learn in a book. Right. Right. And that's just that you do, you have to screw up. Yeah. You have to screw up in order to learn. I feel like failure is the best teacher. It's the hardest teacher. Totally. It's the most aggressive, the one that we don't really want to talk to, but um, right. when you fail at something that you're mu so much more less likely to make that mistake again than if somebody was to uh, just show you or tell you. Yeah, so, and I, th um, it I think it was a, I think it was Charles, the humble mechanic, who's actually on here. I, at least I think I saw him earlier. Hey, he had said at one point, and I thought it was just a really valid point. Like one of the one of the biggest values of going to a tech school versus just going right out into the field is that tech school is like the safe place to f up because you're gonna f up no matter what, right? Hi, Charles, right. he's back. Hey. Um, <laughs> you're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. If you can make those mistakes, those really bad mistakes early on in your career while you're in trade school, where it's safe, where, you know, maybe you'll get a bad grade, but you're not going to send a customer out in an unsafe vehicle or lose your job or all of the rest of it, right? Right. Like, it's, it's the safe exactly. place to do it. So. Exactly. You got to have a safe place to do that um, because you are you are not, not if maybe you are going to screw up. That's just a matter of fact. And, and it's about getting comfortable with that. But uh, more importantly, it's as educators, I think it's important that we provide that. Now we, at least I, I'm sure all the other uh, automotive educators out there do the same thing. We obviously encourage that students take care and pay attention to what they're doing. So they don't make silly mistakes. So there's a difference between, you know, a silly mistake that just should not have been made. And then, um, you know, one where you were genuinely trying to do something, this is the way you thought to do it. And, and it was the wrong way, but um, it's, totally. it's one of those things. So we'll see. Um, my fingers are crossed. Uh, I don't think any of us have ever seen anything like this. Uh, just, just this whole situation happen before um, in education, in the world. <laughs> so We'll see. We'll see what happens. 1918 but. was the last time, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think uh, many people are alive from that today. So. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> Maybe some vampires. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've, I've got to like, I've got to switch gears a little bit because I, when I posted that you are an electrical goddess, there was a bunch of uh, comments about how electrical work is like, you know, the, the most intimidating and the, you know, it's not shown a lot on, t on the TV shows and all of the rest of it. And that is true. Like, you don't, you don't see people sitting and building wiring harnesses on TV. Why? Because it's tedious and slow. Yeah, right? nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> it's not very interesting <laughs> to watch, no. Um, but how, because you're, you're magical with this. And I think it does, it intimidates a lot of people 
but watching your approach and and for for those of you who have not had the benefit of being able to see anybody build a wiring harness from scratch like watching Angelina like take over a whole area of the shop floor lay out her roadmap lay out the wires like you know figuring it all out was just absolutely an amazing thing to watch how how did you get into that as kind of a, a specialty of yours so I still don't even really feel like I'm a specialist I just you know I I it was actually out of necessity. I was, um, so my first job as a tech was at a, a mom and pop shop, just working on random stuff. The second job was at a Honda dealer, um, Royer. I think I saw you out there. Um, one of the fellow techs I used to work with. Nice. I learned a lot of diagnostics, um, but you're not wiring anything. When I left there and uh, eventually got my way to uh, a hot rod shop, Ted's Rod Shop in Riverside, I um, was I, I was completely inexperienced with hot rods. I, I am born and raised fuel injection. You know, like people talk about like grassroots carburetors, you know, like <laughs> I think it's awesome. But I am born and raised computer yes. controls, fuel injection. Yes. So that, <laughs> that is life. And so going to something like that seems like, oh, it's, it's going to be so much more simple. It's a different animal. And so there was so many cool things that I learned um, from my fellow techs, from my, my manager, from um, even some of the customers that would come in. We had like super awesome older customers that you know, they, they were really, you could tell that they worked on a lot of cars, but they're, they're, you know, and they're in their seventies or eighties and may not be in the physical shape. So, you know, when you get there, you got to take your car in. And so, uh, even gathering knowledge, I was like a sponge there. I just felt like, man, there's so much information that I just need to soak it all in. Uh, so my boss, uh, I, I understood electrical pretty well. I did really well in those classes. Um, I, when I was a student, I participated in the skills USA competition and, um, that's actually how I got my job in Honda. I don't want to go on a tangent because I'm about to squirrel right now, but no, 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 um, we'll come back to that. Cause I think that's an important story. Uh, so the electrical happened to be my best station and, uh, the judge that she ended up working for Honda and that's how I went down that route. But, um, for the first time, I actually recognized like, oh, okay, so this might be an area that I am, I'm, I'm good at. So uh, I continued more down that route as far as uh, my focus as a technician. I loved the stuff that came in with electrical problems, fuel pumps that didn't turn on, any solenoids that didn't turn on, um, random stuff like that. And just the practice in screwing up that all helped me understand so much, but I, I really have to give a shout out to my electrical instructor. That is uh, Paul O'Connell at uh, Riverside City College. Talk about just you, you find an instructor who, however they explain it, it happened to be in my language. And I, it's like I could just see it. Um, and it made sense. The light bulb turned on. And uh so because I had the theory down so well, like so concrete, it made everything else easy. All I had to do was read directions, you know, because I knew what power and ground was. I knew what the components did. 
Um, so I didn't even really have to know certain, like, I think my first electrical ASE test I took, there were circuits that I'm like, I don't know what that is. It might as well be a continuum transfunctioner, but I know how an electrical circuit works and that's all I needed to know. And, um, it, it was that I feel like my, my strong electrical theory foundation really helped me out in no matter what circuit I cross, I know those basic principles apply. So that's why I feel so passionate teaching that subject. Cause I'm like, you need this concrete, we're laying the foundation down, you know, you'll need this later. It sounds silly. You're like Ohm's law. Why do I need to know that? But that was really what helped me understand when I'm building stuff. So getting to the hot rod shop, um, my boss, uh, I want to say it was an 80, early 80s blazer, uh, square body, and we were restoring it, and uh, he handed me the Speedway box for the harness and was like, you're going to wire that, and I was like, I've never, you don't understand, I, I've never done that before, um, I don't know how that works. <laughs> And he's like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did. Um, it took me and obviously a lot longer than normally would. Uh, but I took it slow and I double checked everything. Okay, that's supposed to be there. That's supposed to be, okay, that has power and that has ground. There's switch power, you know, like, is this correct power, 12 volt battery. So getting those, those basics down and taking my time on that first project really helped me out. And, um, honestly, I, I, I want to continue down that direction as it applies to computer controls. I've already done some electronics classes. So, um, it's, it's a fun subject. It's, it just, it's fun to talk about. I love it. And it intimidates people so much, but I think your point is, is so valid and it's not just for electrical. It's for, it's for everything. Like if you have a really firm grasp of the basics, like then everything else is just building off of that. Like it doesn't matter what kind of car you're working on, what maker model it is. Like people ask me all the time, like what's my favorite, you know, engine to work on or car to work on. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Is it broken? I can fix it. <laughs> right. Like It's just, it's getting back to the basics and knowing that when you break it all down, it's, it's Ohm's law, it's power and ground. And when you're talking about engines, it's the four strokes. It's like, it's all like, it's seriously all the same thing. And then you add computers on top of it, but the computers are just processing the information, but it's still the same information that was right. always there. <laughs> we're, just, right? we're just gathering that information now. You know, we're just now collecting that information because it's useful. And um, that's, I guess that's why I like computer control stuff so much, but um, you're, you're absolutely right. If you know the foundational knowledge as it applies to any of the theory alignment, you know, uh, engine, engine theory, as a, you know, four stroke cycle, valve overlap, those basic things. Um, you can get into things like dwell, how long is the pit, what, what measurements are going to affect the amount of time that the piston is going to spend that t uh, around TDC and stuff like that. Those things seem so complicated, but if you know the foundation, all you have to do is read directions after, or all the new information falls in place it allows you to play Tetris in your mind with this new information as long as you have that good base. So I love that. And it allows you to figure out models that you've never seen before. Like there's plenty of times I'm sure you've experienced it where you work on something. You're like, I've never worked on one of these before. 
but you can still figure out like, okay, that has to be this because that's that. And you know, it, and you can, you can make it make sense because you understand the basics of it. It doesn't matter if you've never seen it before. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've got, I've got a couple of questions here. It looks like, um, nope, all of those have been answered already. All right. <laughs> I saw a couple of my students. Uh, Olivia, what's up? Uh, That's awesome. Just want to say hi. Oh, I, I can't. Hannah, I know I saw your comment somewhere, but I can't find it. Uh, George, what's up? How's it going, kid? <laughs> I miss my students. That is probably my, my biggest thing. I miss my students. I bet that's got to be so hard because you're you stay with some of your students you stay with them for multiple years don't you uh so at the high school I had students that mm. I had from freshman all the way through senior year got to watch them graduate I'm not gonna lie may or may not uh nothing is confirmed uh sh shed a tear during the ceremony <laughs> um, because watch, you know, getting to watch kids grow up was really cool and, and to help them yeah. um, give, give them a skill that they can get, get a job with. So don't, you know, they'll never be hungry, you know, no matter what you could be on the streets, but if, if, if you got a skill, like, you know how to work on cars, you'll never go hungry. Um, at the college, our program is a two year program. So I generally do spend uh, quite a lot of time, with my students and it's not quite as uh can't think of a word that would be appropriate but um <laughs> they don't it's not like UTI where they have a start and an end they have a start class and then they can go in whatever direction they want okay. take as long as they want so okay. I've had students that finished in a year and a half which is man that's that's hard work I really tip my hat to, to the the people who who are able to do that but most of the time it's usually two three sometimes four years because if you're working full-time you may only be able to take one or two classes at a time so yeah absolutely but yeah you really I develop ask a, you, oh yeah as as a not just as a woman but as a younger woman like how was it transitioning into teaching and getting the respect of the students has that been an issue for you at all have you found like that being younger is helpful because you can relate more to them or is it a, how does how does that work <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of both <laughs> um i do feel like that being younger, uh, I am able to relate to some of my students a little bit better. And in that respect, um, maybe be a little less intimidating sometimes. So that can be helpful. I have had my fair share of students who I've really had, they made me earn their respect. They made me work hard to earn their respect. Um, but to be completely honest, I have to uh, attribute a lot of how I do what I do today to you because that one SEMA, uh, I don't, it wasn't the first SEMA that we went to after the montage, freaking... might have been the second, uh -huh. where you showed, you showed me the power pose and you showed me the, the <laughs> TED talk and, and, uh, <laughs> I you... still remember that. Yes, that, that will go, that, that night went down in history in my brain because it's, it forever changed the way I carry myself. Um, I didn't realize so much how uh, a lot of how your inner feeling can be affecting what you're projecting out. 
Uh, or even you might be feeling fine, but what you're projecting out says, hey, I'm unsure of what I'm saying, even though I know it, I've, I've done this 20 million times, I know what I'm saying, but my body language doesn't. And so being able to change my body language, it's insane. It, it's yeah. really, truly insane how much that has made my life easier. Yeah. Because rather than being questioned at every turn, it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So Absolutely. I'm able to, I'm, I'm, I'm able to actually teach at a higher level because rather than having to convince people like, Hey, I'm up here because I'm this or that it's, this is what I have to offer you. And you know what, now that we're not busy talking about all the bull crap, now we can actually get into the advanced stuff and have more fun right. conversations and address the technical questions um, rather than trying to challenge my character Right. Um, who, who I am. Cause that's not important. I'm just, a, I mean, I might as well be a cartoon character. That's, that's not important. <laughs> What's important is the information that I'm able to give to my students. Yeah. It, somebody, somebody asked, can we share what that, what that whole night was about? So do you, oh. do you want, do you want to share what that is? What the lesson, what the lesson was? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. And then you can fill in the blanks if I, okay. if, if I miss anything. <laughs> okay. Um, so there is a TED talk. I cannot remember the I don't, um, I don't remember her name. How woman's name. Uh, I, I know it's either. so bad. But if you look up TED Talk Power Pose, you will find it. And sh this this woman gives an excellent explanation, scientific, which that's my brain. Like that's when yes. people explain things. I like I like numbers. I like facts. I right, I want the proof. I want that's to know the how language. It works. That's yes. the language that my brain speaks. Um, I'm not really good at all with, um, like just encouragement. <laughs> so, uh, her explanation of the wild and 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 uh, what gorillas do, what peacocks do, essentially to show. I guess you can say dominance. I'm not trying to show dominance, but. Uh, the the movement of your body actually affects the hormones that your body produces and yes. the hormones that your body produce actually affect the way that you feel and it turns out that um if you've noticed that a lot more women tend to be less uh uh confident it's not necessarily well there's many factors but one of the factors is actually hormones um, and men tend to be, tend to be a bit more confident, um, because they have more testosterone. And so if we're able to increase our testosterone a little bit, you're able to gain that same confidence. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting how confidence really affects things more so than, than so many other things. Yeah. Um, but what am I, I what am I missing? No, well, it's, it's this idea that how you stand, how you hold yourself um, will actually affect your brain chemistry. And that will make you both feel more confident, but also appear more confident. And so even when you're feeling insecure, this, this woman's TED Talks, her premise and her research that she does is all about like when you take some time to center yourself and ground yourself and stand up straight and shoulders back and head up and like to feel powerful and to feel confident, you will actually portray confidence. And so it's, it's what I think I really had to practice 
when I was starting to do public speaking for the first time, because I was, you know, public speaking is terrifying for a lot of yes. people. And it was terrifying for me too. I got horribly nervous, you know, the first, oh, hundred times I had to publicly speak, right? But I would literally practice this before getting out on stage. It wasn't that I didn't know the information. It wasn't that I didn't know the material. It wasn't that I wasn't confident. It's that I had nerves and I was, you know, anxious. And so taking that time to, to ground myself and feel strong allowed me to go out and portray confidence. And especially when you're dealing with kids, because kids are like, they'll find whatever weakness they can. Right? Like they're, they're gonna find that, whatever yeah. weakness that they possibly can. And if, if you give them that inch, they'll take a mile. So it's being able to present to them, like, I, I do know what I'm talking about. I'm here as your instructor. I am, I am confident. I know the material and it's being assertive in, and clear. And I think that's what that, that Ted talk was all about. And I think it, I think it's a, a big thing for all of us in so many areas of our life, not just instructing, but yeah. Yeah. So do your, and you don't even have to do it in front of people to affect your behavior. That was the wild thing. Uh, in my, you know, when nobody's looking and I do a Wonder Woman pose or just like, I don't a starfish, I guess, a starfish pose. <laughs> yes. Just the bigger you make yourself, you can actually affect testosterone production and in doing so will make you feel more confident. And so when you step out into class, What's nice is it even allows me to think clearer because now I can, again, focus more on the information than, than the inside of like, oh my Rather God, you know, like he, he looked like he didn't believe what I just said right now. And, you know, not, 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 yeah, those nerves. So, um, it, it, it helped me so much. So I know I told you like a million times, but thank you. Thank you. You seriously. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you tremendously. And uh oh, you're breaking up a little bit. I hope. Uh, are you still there? I am. Can you, you hear? froze a little bit? Uh oh. Am I still frozen? Uh oh. Yeah. Ah! Uh -oh. Well, kind of sort of. You're a little staticky, but you're there. You're there. All right. <laughs> okay. I I appreciate that. It, it goes both ways, girl. Like we've. Angelina, we've, we've seen each other at both our best and our worst, I think. Um, <laughs> you've definitely seen me at the height of stress and, and at my best moments as well. And I, it's, we've, we've grown up a little bit together over the last several years. I mean, God, who, who we each are now versus when we first met during the Chevy montage. Like, it's crazy to me to think about like, how far we've come. So the, the feeling is yeah, that. <laughs> um, I really feel like the so many things have changed since then that I mean that that was uh, for so many of us um, uh, and I'm sure including yourself the montage was really like the first chance to work on stuff with other females and so uh, I know by the time I got to you had been doing it already for a little while but I imagine at the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, I wonder how this is going to be. You know, what's the dynamic going to look like? Yeah. You know, I know I was thinking like, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't have any expectations. I just knew it was going to be different or I felt like it was going to be different. Um, 
and it was in so many good ways. Um, there, there was so much, uh, just that, that, um, words, I can't think of words that, that just companionship is not the word I'm thinking of, but that, that community, that feeling of just like, I wasn't alone. And even after working on cards for so long, like I didn't, just not seeing anybody out there you there is this part where you you put the tough skin on you're like yes whatever it's no big deal like yeah. I don't I don't need that but you do <laughs> yeah. and uh it, it helps it it just helps show you what else is out there I'm not alone and the feeling of just not being alone was that all I mean it was really all I needed because it, it it allowed um it again allows me to focus on so many other important things, tactical yeah. things rather than, you know, the things that and don't even really matter. Totally. And I, I think that's the, that's the thing. Cause people will say a lot like, Oh, so were you saying that only women, like women should only work together with other women? And like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like I love working with men. I love working with women. I love both. But for so many women in this industry, we've never had that opportunity to work with another woman or to work in an, an all-female environment and just having that experience and that validation and knowing I'm not alone. There's other people like me. I'm seen, right? Like I am valued and I'm seen. Like that in and of itself, I think allowed so many of all of us, myself included, to like go back out into our jobs where we were working with men and, and excel and have more confidence and do better, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just that uh, it, it provided that community for growth. Yeah. It provided, it provided, uh, it's like good soil with good nutrients to help, to help growth. I was repotted that day. <laughs> I was repotted and I was able to get more nutrients to grow. You know, that's, that's really how I feel. Um, and I felt, I felt like everybody felt that way too. Cause yeah, and if there's nothing, there's no need to be like only women should work with no. women or men should work with men or anything like that. I think working with good people is fun. Um, no Amen. matter who, who they are, but, um, yeah. Amen just to that. That, working with to, good people, working with working, bad people is no fun. Yeah, but. Yes. Here is to working with good people. Uh, what are you drinking by the way? I am drinking whiskey. Hold what on, hold on. hold on. Can I guess it's going to yeah. be either. Basil Hayden's or Buffalo Trace? Neither. No, what are you drinking? I know, those are my old standbys. I am drinking the last of my Jefferson's Ocean. (gasps) Which, oh, which voyage? Which voyage is it? 19, okay, I don't think I've had 19. I love Jefferson Ocean, it's good. I know, so for those of you who don't know, Angelina and I both love our whiskeys. She is way smarter about whiskey than I am. She knows way more than I do. Um, The drinking problem. Very much love our whiskeys. And Angelina introduced me to Jefferson's Ocean. And it is um, the biggest marketing scam probably ever. But I'm so bought in hook, line, and singer. (laughs) The cask cask strength is really good. Uh, Did I introduce you to Jefferson Ocean? or was You did. You're not. I think so. Not that re- night where we went out to that restaurant where. Mm-hmm. No, that was seventeen ninety. Yeah, the Rovery, the basement. Wasn't that seventeen ninety? No, I drank seventeen ninety two, and you had Jefferson Ocean, maybe. 
I thought Maybe. it was 1792. There's so many whiskeys. It's hard to, it's hard so to know. So many whiskeys, so little time. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of these days when this all settles down, we are going to go out to a whiskey bar and you're going to educate me a little bit more. Yes. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. You let me know. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, so um, my house whiskey is uh, Bellmead Sherry Cask. I'm a big, well, you know me, I love bourbon, but um, yeah. more so on top of that, anything, any bourbon that is sherry cask is probably my favorite, but Bellmead's a good okay. one. It used to be cheaper, but they stopped making it, and so I end up buying like a couple of them. Yes, indeed. Cheers. Good whiskey, good people, good conversation. That's really all I require in life. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so how Somebody life asked. Um, oh. Oh, Sorry, yeah, somebody saying? asked if you are going to somebody asked if you were going to be helping out on the Volvo build. And I don't know, will you? When are you getting started on that? <laughs> it's on oh, it's on COVID yet. hold right now. We're on COVID hold, yeah, sadly. Um we pushed back the unveil date because we were supposed to bring it to SEMA this year, but we're gonna bring it to SEMA next year now. So we have more time. But uh, we are likely going to be doing a funky engine swap on this thing again. So a Angelina st struggled through and won uh, wiring up the BMW engine in the Chevy. So I figure if, if, uh, if she can handle that, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can handle just about anything. Oh, my God. Well, that was insanity, wasn't it? That was insanity. Uh, yes, actually, I was going through some pictures, and I keep I I gotta post it. Um, I think we were testing out the throttle bodies on uh, or the throttle body motor on the BMW, and I remember that moment because I was so frustrated. <laughs> all of us were. All of us were. Cause oh my gosh, I yeah. I do believe we didn't sleep that night. I think. Oh God. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, but and and by that time light had already started to show from the sun outside and uh <laughs> I remember thinking like I, I was gonna make a post about it because I was sticking my finger in the picture I'm sticking my finger in the throttle but one of the throttle bodies <laughs> and I always tell my students like don't, don't do, do that. that no matter what <laughs> so and but I you know I that it, it was just one of those moments and I think I remember Jeff, because it was also, you know, three in the morning or four in the morning, commanded them closed and didn't tell me. And my finger was in there and I like slipped it out just in time. So I just got a small flesh wound. But Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. It, it wasn't it wasn't significant. And I was mad at myself because like dumbass, like even even though I know that's what we were doing, like I was still <laughs> like I I know better than to do that. So if I got an injury, I can't even explain it. You know, I'd have to make up some sort of story. But um, yeah, as long as it my schedule permits, that uh, that sounds like fun. Awesome, good. Because you know we've got to like we've got to have some continuity here. Angelina's built the wiring harness for each of the all female bills. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what we would do without you. <laughs> I'd have to do it myself. Or, you guys are manning. You are you are definitely more than capable. Um, <laughs> well, yes, 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 <laughs> Miss Miss BMW. Oh my goodness! But that, it's different. I, building cars from scratch 
is different than fixing cars that already ran. Right? Like you're a pro. Like, yeah, but you're a pro now. Like now I am. you've got all kinds of <laughs> Yeah, you're like you know, the new people coming in, you're like the the meme with uh from I don't know if it's Pirates of the Caribbean or what, where he's got the noose around his neck and he's like, first time, huh? That was, that that was, oh, it's like it I'll send him and once I see it, I'll send a meme to you. But okay. um anyways, yeah, you're you're like a freaking veteran now. You're like no matter what problem comes across, you're like, eh, we got this. Uh, no <laughs> well, big I deal. Think, I think that engine, I think that engine swap really challenged all of us um, and, and pushed our skills to that next level. And really, like, if, if we could conquer that, everything else became less scary because, shoot, we made, a, we made a BMW run in a Chevy. And like that, talk about challenging your understanding of basics because you really, you have to go back to those basics and figure out how to power up your fuel injectors and figure out how to wire and make all of that stuff happen from nothing, from, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different game than when you're taking a, the car behind you and trying to figure out why the alternator isn't running and then replacing or fixing whatever, whatever you need to replace or fix. It's a totally different game, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It challenged all of us but <laughs> yes in a good way in a good way might so, have taken years off of our life I, that too <laughs> <laughs> i do have some gray hairs called the chevy montage for sure <laughs> you gotta keep those ones you earn those ones i know for real <laughs> so now you've been doing some fun stuff because you're you're switching up your topics that you're teaching you're starting to add more more courses to your repertoire right yes so um I will be teaching the engine upper rebuild class this next semester. Nice. Um, so I've been spending uh, pretty much any and all free time on on that building material for it. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a uh, performance engine design course. It's a it's a three day course in Havasu uh, before the semester starts. So if anybody is in that class, I will definitely be sharing all the fun little snippets nice. of information that um, we're, he's got uh, an LS that um, I want to say he made like 800, 900 horsepower, something crazy. And that's what we'll be using to tear down and measure. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's going to be super fun, super fun. He's got a flow bench. And so we are going to, we're, we're going to be learning a lot of really fun things that I've, it, they've been on my list for a long time and nobody teaches that type of stuff. So, um, yeah. I will make a, I'll definitely make a post to let everybody know. Cause I can't think of his name, uh, right, okay. right now, but, um, it's, I'm super excited for that. And I plan on taking more. I'm still, uh, the tuning courses, the online tuning course I was telling you about, the High Performance Academy, they also offer engine building, um, which oh, nice. is really cool because even though they've got a basic engine building course, you think like, okay, you know, what, what could that entail? He's getting into how to calculate compression ratio and not, not you know, nice. or, or, or compression ratio, but uh, swept volume and, and how much of the cylinder is actually getting used and how to change some of nice. these things. And so it's those like little measurement areas that I'd really like to incorporate in my class for my yeah. students. Um, because you're going to be doing less and less OEM rebuilds. Mm -hmm. How do we stay relevant? What is an engine building class going to give you to be able to make money on? Well, if you know how, if you know how to, 
to do, if you know how to make design changes that will increase horsepower or efficiency, yeah. I, you know, you're going to be valuable. So that's, that's my goal. That's the, the product I would like to provide this upcoming semester that's on top awesome. of, a new tune-up class. Um, we're still doing intro to hybrid and EV and then an automotive principles class. So I'll it. be staying busy this fall. Sounds <laughs> like it all around. I love it. I bow, I bow down to you. I think that's As I to you. Absolutely amazing. And one of these days, like I, we've talked about this way back when, like, I want to go do a tuning program with you. Like I want to go, I want to learn because I, there's, it's a small percentage of people who can do like the hardcore tuning and I want to know how to do it. <laughs> well, especially when you're at the mercy of that small amount of people, it's nice to not have to worry about yes. that. Um, especially, you know, when you're building lots of custom builds out of your garage, it would be, it would definitely be helpful. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm still getting on that as well. I've got a dyno at school, so I'm That's hoping awesome. in these next couple semesters I'll I'll be able to do some fun stuff. I do plan on eventually opening up like a tuning workshop at nice. school. Um, oh, but if, if awesome. I have, yeah, if I ever end up doing something like that, I'm imagining it would be more short term, and so um, it it just at least try to get in that the those little things if you're working with like a basic tuner or something like that and then eventually go to a more advanced course but um, yeah creating custom maps and all that good stuff I love it oh my gosh yes. we are down to five minutes so final words anything you want to share I miss bogey latiner oh. that's my <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> that, those are my final words. I, uh, right. No, I so it was so nice talking to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. I feel like um, we've got a hundred more things to talk about. We're gonna have to like do this again. Um, yes, we're gonna definitely. do it again publicly, and we're gonna also have to do some like just catch up catch up time on the phone but um i just saw somebody said they missed the whole thing don't worry this will be on igtv so you can watch the whole thing all over again if you missed it uh if you tuned in late this will be online um please if you don't already follow miss a the shop teacher make sure you do she's as you can tell an incredible woman she shares her knowledge um, has a great way of teaching and uh, she's a hell of a lot of fun to be around so make sure you give her a follow and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Angelina, thank you so much for joining me. One of these will be getting shipped out to you shortly. Yay. As a thank you. And, um, and I love you and I miss you so much. I love you and I miss you so much as well. And <laughs> goodbye to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This yes. was super fun. Definitely have to do this again. Definitely. Thanks everybody for joining. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.